This is Edward October, host of October Pod on YouTube. Hear that jingle jingle? It could be Chris Kringle, or a home invader looking for an open window, a jilted lover looking for revenge, or a disgruntled co-worker hoping to spike your eggnog with arsenic. The girls of our true crime podcast are always on Santa's nice list, but the crimes they discuss are very naughty indeed. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, Jen. Hey, Cam. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know what today is? Today is... A Saturday? <laughs> it is day nine. <laughs> day nine? Day nine of our 12 Nightmares Before Christmas. Woo-hoo. We only have, what, three more? Is that right? Nine, 10, 11, 12. Four more, counting this one. Yep. Oh, Can you believe that. it? No. No, I cannot. I can't believe we pulled it together again. Well, and, we're uh, not done yet. There's that is still, true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but we won't have fail you. Anyway. Yeah, it's been it's challenging to do this year, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's yeah. just been the world is weird right now. Let's it just put is. it that way, right? It is. It's just I don't even know. It's weird. Let's put it that way. It's imploding. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's get back to um something happier like murder. Like murder. <laughs> and before we kick this off, I just want to say that I don't know if you know this, but I am not of I am not from Japan. No way. These people are and I know I'm going to mess up names. I apologize. But, woof, you woof. know, there you go. I don't know what to say. I mean, I try. That's all I'm going to say about that. But really, it's the story <laughs> that's important more so than you, you will know. try your b- best is what you're trying to say. Yes. Correct? Yes. You that, will try yes, your best is... to pronounce the names that yes. are of not our native tongue. Correct. Yes. I can barely command the English language. I, so Same girl. That. I understand. Yep. And I'm, I'm assuming that all of our listeners will understand also. They probably already know that. So. Or they're Not already. Them nothing they didn't already know. Or they're already writing a review about how we are mispronouncing everything. So That's true. But, you know, hey. So are you ready to go? This is uh, this is really a sad, sad, sad. It's sad. It is. I, they're, they're all sad. sad. <laughs> This but this one a, hit you harder than most. Uh, well, this deals with suicide, so oh. let's put that up at the top. Trigger um, warning: su- suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, put it that way. And some. Well, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say some jackhole that preyed on these people. But we're going to we're going to get to that. So here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. So day nine. And we are boarding a plane, Jen. I wish we could fly in today's world, but we can't because, you know, Corona. Well, you can, I mean, can but yeah. yeah. Safely, it's, without worry. Put it's it best way. to stay home if, unless you absolutely positively have to get there. Correct. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're boarding a plane and we are going to Zama City. Now that's located in Japan. It's actually a suburb of Tokyo and happens to be home to the United States Camp Zama Army base, FYI. Awesome. So just, maybe one of our listeners have somebody stationed over there. So that's where we're going today. Just a little side note. Japan is in one of my top countries that I would want to visit, that I want to visit before I die. 
So the story begins with two investigators from the, and this is a juicy name, I love it, Metropolitan Police Department's Personal Safety Related Case Comprehensive Countermeasures Headquarters and Takeo Station. Wow. That's the name of the police. That's pretty good, right? Short and concise. I like that. Right. So this unit would usually deal with stalking and stalking issues. But today on this one, they had a, a much different case in October of 2017. A report had come in about a missing woman who was supposed to meet a man she was speaking to on Twitter, and she had not been seen since leaving to meet with him. Mm. Police approach the apartment, and after a knock on the door, a young man answers. When asked if he knew where she may be, he replied that he didn't know. Now, an astute investigator looked beyond the young man, and he noticed a woman's purse in the apartment. The investigators didn't have to pressure him for too long about the whereabouts of where missing 23-year-old woman when he calmly pointed to a freezer and simply said, in there. What the investigators could not yet know was just how many bodies they would soon discover. Lord. Oh, well, this is is terrible. Just as a bad, tacky joke, who's got room in their freezer for that? Oh, he does because he keeps coolers and stuff. Oh, Mm -hmm. Lord. The 27-year-old man who lived at this apartment was named Takuhiro Shirashami. I think that's how you say it. I'm going to go with that, but we're going to go with Takuhiro from here on out. By all accounts, the man seemed to have a pretty normal upbringing. Neighbors would say they remembered him as a quiet child, but not shy. And, you know, he was willing to talk to people who talked to him. As a student, he was attentive with mediocre grades. Same, buddy, same. He liked sports, especially baseball, and his classmates said he tended to rarely talk about himself, but would always be ready to lend an ear to a friend or an acquaintance. After graduating from high school in 2009, Takahiro got a full-time job at a supermarket, but quit just over two years later. He also tried working in a, and I hope I'm saying this right, I'm telling you, problems, pachinko parlor. So, of course, I go look this up, and then I got all enthralled with this. It is sort of like a mix between pinball and slot machines, uh-huh. like a casino where uh-huh. they have rows and rows of these seats and these people are sitting there playing them and there's all these like balls, like, you know, like a pinball. What do you, is that a pinball? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Shut up, Jennifer. I'm sorry. Moving lack on. Of, lack of sleep. Lack I got sleep. you. I got you. Oh, it's, it's an old fashioned game. Yeah. I see these sometimes at estate sales. Oh, okay. There I know you go. exactly what it is. In general, the man liked to keep a pretty low profile. Now, after leaving the supermarket job, he began to work, and this is odd to me, but okay, as a scout for sex parlors in Kabucho, which is one of Tokyo's biggest red light districts, okay? Sorry if I butchered that name again. I'm sorry. So he would, like, go out and grab people to come in? Almost like, yes, like he would go to get them. Here, hold on. We'll get to that. But that's what he would do. He would go and and try to get these girls to basically become a prostitute. Oh, he would recruit them, not customers. He would recruit the actual Mm -hmm. workers, not Yeah, he was a scout. So he was looking for the ladies. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was... Trying to get the, oh, you come in here. Come in. Come mm-mm, in. Mm-mm. Come, use, no. come see my girls. Okay. So working in the Tokyo's biggest red light district, I also looked this up, which was interesting. So if anybody out there wants to do that, he he did this and he was seeking to lure young women into working in the clubs there. Right. And then eventually, often they would end up being a prostitute. 
Now, he came up with the idea of joining Twitter, you know, establishing a Twitter account to meet women that Uh he could lure into meeting him and then get them into prostitution. This was his game plan. That's what he was using Twitter for. So he's doing slavery, basically. Pretty much. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, his reputation was being noticed in and among the area with um, many of the women and men sharing photos of him, calling him a, quote, creepy scout and watch out for the scout. Right. So he was kind of his reputation was getting out there. People kind of knew that he was a little shady and to kind of watch out for him. Right. So in February 2017, he was arrested and he eventually was given a suspended jail sentence for recruiting a young woman for a sex shop in full knowledge that she would end up being pressed or pressured into prostitution. So he did get in trouble for that in February 2017. In June, things began to get worse for him. His parents would get divorced and his mom and sister would move out. Now, at this point, he was struggling mentally. And he, in fact, told his father, with whom he was close, I don't know why I'm alive. All right. So he was starting to have some pretty deep feelings of desperation. So in August, when he told his father that he had met the love of his life and he wanted to move out on his own, but he needed his dad's help. His dad was ecstatic and agreed to help him out. He moved into a one-room apartment in Zama. And his father would end up being the co-signer for him to ensure that, you know, the people got payment, right? Now, out on his own, his devious plan would come to light. Just as he had once used Twitter to recruit women into prostitution, he would once again use it to recruit his victims. But these victims would not survive. He knew he needed to pick out someone who was weak, struggling, and looking to end their suffering. He opened two separate accounts with the taglines, I want to die, and the second, a professional at hanging. Under the first account of I want to die, he played the role of a suicidal person who was looking for another suicidal person, posting comments such as, I just want to forget everything, and I want to disappear. His second account went a step further as he played the role of a person who was able to assist you with your wish of dying and eliminating your pain, commenting things like, I want to spread my knowledge and hanging, and I really want to become the source of strength for everyone who is in pain. And if you are at a dead end, please consult me. Mm -hmm. He would use the hashtag suicide recruitment and encourage them to send him direct messages like, let's die together. So he's praying on this is all on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just wait. We'll get there. So he worked hard to make sure his plan was solid. After making a date to meet up with these women, he would even travel to their home to meet them and then travel back to his apartment because he wanted to make sure that they wouldn't change their mind, right? He was having it come off like he's a gentleman. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to get you. Then we're going to come back to my place. But that was not the truth. The truth was, is he did not want them to back out, right? Mm-hmm. Once they arrived to his apartment, he plied them with alcohol and sleeping pills before sexually assaulting them. His first victim was killed in August, and he told police, It was difficult at first. It took me three days to get rid of the first body, but after that I could deal with them within one day. Hmm. His killing continued with four in September and four in October. He said he killed most of the people actually the same day that he met them. Eight of the nine victims were all women. The only male, age 20, was actually the boyfriend of one of the victims who he went looking for. How, right? His girlfriend went missing. Right. And so he he went looking for her and then 
I guess. Now, these are all the people that wanted to kill themselves, correct? And then Mm -hmm. he came out. That's what he applied on. Yes. Except for that one, that one male. Except one male that was actually looking for the boyfriend. Yes. The youngest victim was just 15 years old. Now, he's alleged to have choked his victims, whose real names and ages he claims he did not even know. And then he would dismember their bodies. He said, I disposed of their flesh and internal organs like garbage, but I kept their bones out of fear I would be caught. Police would find three cooler boxes and five large storage boxes in his apartment. They checked the eight boxes and found body parts, including heads, legs, and arms, in seven of those boxes. All in all, there were 240 bones found. And this is, I don't even know. He used cat litter to try to mask the smell, as if that would do it, right? No, not very well. So at his apartment, police also recovered two kitchen knives, scissors, a saw, binding rope, and a glass, all with traces of blood on them. Now, neighbors, good old neighbors, you know how they are. Neighbors would say they never suspected or witnessed anything odd or strange, but there was always an odor near his apartment. Oh, and he, this just made me laugh, and I don't, it's not funny, but they also added that he always left his bathroom fan on 24 hours a day. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. You would think bodies I, have a certain odor when they're... Right. And this was a lot of bodies in a small amount of time. So it's not like one goes away and you know what I mean? Like, this is, yeah. You would Two think, months. Yeah. Basically. Yes, everybody was just being polite and not saying anything. He might um, have except, been having some kind of digestive tract problem. Right. 24 hours a day, though. The bathroom uh-huh. light or the bathroom fan was always on. Now, in hindsight, there was one neighbor... <laughs> And I'm not laughing. I'm only laughing because, like, I don't know. You're not laughing at the case. You're laughing. No. So this neighbor came forward and he said, you know, in hindsight, I did notice just how many times he used the trash chute. Because he was actually using the trash chute to dispose of the human organs, the body tissue, right? Because he kept the bones because he was afraid that it would identify him. Not funny. No. It's weird, right? Like, if you're not wanting to get caught, but the guy's using the trash chute. Takahiro was charged with robbery, forced sexual intercourse, and murder. He would later stand in court and state that, in fact, he did do all these heinous things, claiming his motives had always been sex and money. I don't know where he really got the money for, but okay. His lawyers would argue that all the victims wanted to die, and therefore the charges should be reduced to murder with consent, which carries a sentence of six months to seven years, a much lighter sentence than the death of hanging. So there is actually a a law in, or a thing in Japan that you could murder or kill somebody with consent? I guess so. Euthanasia. Yep. Yeah. No. Okay. That's weird. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm for it if it comes with terminal illness. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just because you're wanting to commit suicide and having, no. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Never mind. My opinions don't matter. That's it, it, their law. It matters very much, Jen. I'm well, listening. but I'm just saying, I, I just. Mm-hmm. Well, that you know, and this all got me thinking that if these people really wanted to die, there's two cases I can think of. There's the one case of the guy that wanted to be eaten. He wanted to eaten, right? Mm-hmm. No, he wanted to eat somebody, right? right? And then there's another case I know of that the guy just wanted to die. He He had some financial problems. He wanted to die. So he befriended all these younger kids. I think he was like in his late 30s, early 40s. 
And he befriended all these young kids that were like 16 and 17. And he kind of got in good with them and provided them with, you know, drugs, liquor and stuff like that. And they found his body buried under sand on the beach. And it turned out that the 17-year-old kid did it. And the 17-year-old was like, he would not leave me alone. He wanted me to kill him. And I was like, huh. So that got me thinking about this well, This case got me thinking about those, you know. I think there was another case, too. I think there was a woman who wanted to be dominated and murdered. Hmm, and so lovely. she started speaking with somebody online. I don't remember that case. Like, I vaguely remember it. What's the difference of the laws, like, between murder? You said the... Well, the one is death by hanging. Mm-hmm. That's what the prosecutor was going for. And his lawyers are saying murder with consent. And that's six months to seven years. So it's a big difference. It'd be huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. Back to the case. Okay. So obviously, this case drew a lot of attention over there in Tokyo. When it finally was getting ready to, I guess, start the trial start, they had a line of over 600 people waiting for just 13 gallery seats to watch the first hearing. Can understand that. That's bizarre, though. All right, here's a little another little side note for you. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get names wrong. I'm just gonna tell you right now. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that Camille and I barely understand the United States legal system, so there's pretty oh, much yuck. no way in hell that we would understand any other country's legal system. So Thank you. Thank you. In Japan, suicide borders on a crisis level. Though the government has been active in intervention to decrease the risk of suicide among vulnerable populations, it is the leading cause of death in men among the ages of 20 to 44 and women among the ages of 15 to 34. That statistic was quite shocking for me. That is like the core of the younger population, and it's the number one cause. Japanese men are twice as likely to commit suicide as their female counterparts, particularly after a divorce. Of particular concern is suicide among men who have recently lost their jobs and are no longer able to provide for their families. People are expected to stay married, with a single person and stay on a single job for their entire life. And the pressure of this expectation can make a divorce or a job loss feel like failure. Okinahara Forest is located at the base of Japan's Mount Fuji, and it is a hot spot for suicides as hundreds of people go there each year to end their lives. Police regularly patrol the area for suicide victims and survivors. Thank you, worldpopulationreview.com. I got that, those <laughs> last two paragraphs from there. If you go and you Google this, it's, it's very, oh, it's just disturbing. It's on a lot of websites about, mm-hmm. you know, oddities and strange things. It's a beautiful um, forest. It is beautiful. It really is. But, it, mm-hmm. I mean, you can even feel how odd it mm-hmm. is to be there. And I don't know if it's only because I know the reputation of it. Mm. But you get a strange... Or I get a strange feeling looking. It's eerie. It's eerie. Especially you know what it is, you know? Right. Now, Jen, due to this case, Twitter made a change to policies as well as amending its rules to state users should not promote or encourage suicide or self-harm. Twitter's chief executive, Jack Dorsey, who's from St. Louis, by the way, 
said at the time the case was extremely sad. And finally, before we end this episode, a huge high five to the man that helped catch this murder. Now, here's how this unfolded. It was actually um, Twitter, or rather online investigating, that caught this guy. You see, his ninth victim was a 23-year-old woman from a suburb of Tokyo. Her brother was worried about her, and he actually hacked into her Twitter account, and he found this guy's name and some correspondences that went on between his sister and Takihiro. So the brother was able to locate another woman through all this who hadn't met Takihiro before, and they started talking. So they went to the police and told the police all about what they had found and what his suspicions were about his missing sister. The police asked the woman to set up a meeting with Takihiro and police would follow them to his apartment. And so on October 30th, that's what happened. That's what they did. They followed him to his apartment. And that's where this case began. That's where I started this with the knock on the door at the top. He was very forthcoming about the coolers he kept in his house. And he claims it wasn't for like trophies. He just didn't want to get caught. So he kept the bones thinking that they would be able to, I guess, track it through DNA and such like that to get back to him. So he is serving his life away in jail. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Over there, um, he was found guilty. You know, I'm kind okay. of shocked that Twitter let that go on for so long. For that long? And this wasn't that long ago, 2017. And I mean, I, I know not that long they're ago. very slow at responding, but you would think that they wouldn't have. And just to prey on them, you know, and that he needed somebody that was desperate, right? And he needed somebody that he knew would go with him right. easily and not give him a lot but of But you would just uh, think that a lot of trouble. I would think that Twitter would prioritize murder and mm-hmm. sex slavery. Who am I? Mm. I'm just some mom in the You're Midwest that Knows absolutely nothing. I even had to look up what a dab pin was today. I had no idea what a dab you pin did not. I could, was. Are you kidding me right now? I could have told you what that well, was. Well, you work with kids. My kids don't talk about that kind of stuff. Oh, those, that's old, man. That's old news. That's like... Yeah, but I, that's not in my... I can tell you about crack cocaine, but not that I've ever done that, by the way. I just, you know... So, Jen, actually... He is sitting in jail right now, and the courts are supposed to make... He pled guilty to all nine. He was very forthcoming about it. In fact, his lawyers kind of, like I said earlier, wanted to fight that. And he was, I did it. I, you can't say that I did that. Like, he actually counterdicted his lawyers. But he is sitting in prison right now. And on December 15th of this year, so in, what, three days, they're supposed to announce his sentencing. And well, it it's like, actually, by the time this airs, it'll yeah. already be, he will yep. be sentenced, so. Unless they, you know, move that, which happens all the time. But I will let you know. I'll stay on that and let you know. Wow. Interesting. What what a strange case. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of, uh, there's, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot on it, but. Uh, well, I, for the Americans, maybe. No, yeah, exactly. Well, even they had, there was Japanese papers in there, and I you know, converted them to English so I could read it. But I think a lot of other countries too, and maybe I'm wrong if you're listening in Japan or somewhere, let me know. You know, Americans are very bloodthirsty and they always, you know, that would definitely be a leading story that would be the lead on the news for the next four months. Totally. Oh, four right? months? No, there'd be movies. There'd be mm-hmm. be years. We're yeah, still talking so, about Dahmer. Yeah. Look at Gacy. I mean, yeah. And these, I think they kind of, they're a little bit more quiet about stuff like that. 
the United States, they'd be selling his freezer. Oh, totally. And T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, totally. All right, Jen, that's, that does it for the ninth day of Christmas. Uh, wow. You got anything to add? You got anything else to say? No, it was short and sweet. It was short and sweet, like yeah. I said. How are your Christmas or your holiday, I should say, preparations going? They're going pretty good. I'm wrapping presents as I get them because I just, nice. I, it just makes me a little happy, I think. I will be honest, Jen, there's not one decoration on that tree, and I kind of like it that way. Yeah, makes yeah. it easier to put down, take it down. Well, and the closer I get to the day it comes down, I keep thinking, why put stuff up? Right. So I really have to make myself do that today, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, this is this is recorded much earlier. Today is the 12th of December, by the way. So I'm not that bad, like, because this would be the night, so it would be the 20, like the 20th or something, right? I'm not that bad. Yeah. No, we still are getting presents or gifts delivered to us. We, I haven't even gone shopping, like, to the mall to get, like, the little stuff that we normally do. Mm-hmm. But our tree is up. We had fun. We had Alexa play all the Christmas music, and then everybody had their favorite Christmas song played. That's cute. Yeah, Aww. it was kind of fun to see. One of the girls likes Dominic the Donkey, which I love. Do you know that song? No. The Christmas Donkey song? No, never heard of it. it. It's, it's Italian. It. And it's it's like, hee-haw, 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 hee-haw. It's Dominic the donkey or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's the Christmas donkey. It's oh, it's fun. It, I think it's it, 50s or 60s super song. fun. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's different. The other one likes of Jingle Bell Rock, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what my what about, husband I want was. a hippopotamus for Christmas. I'd figure one of your girls would like that. No. I like fairy tale um, in New York. You do. I do. Not a big Pogues fan, although we did see them in St. Louis. Remember when they came to St. Louis in the 90s? Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's a blur. Due to all my drug use. Just kidding. No, I don't remember that. I remember the, uh, did we go with Rodney? We may have. Yeah. I want to do a new cookie that I found on Reddit. Um, Does it have THC in it? No, it does That's not. Mama's favorite Christmas. <laughs> it's Mama's Christmas. helper. No, this guy found out that the house he lived in there there was a murder oh. in this house. A woman was murdered, mm, and then Christmas. all of a sudden afterwards, the husband and children moved away. It was never solved. My bet is it was the husband. It oh, usually oh, is. Oh, oh. But anyway, as he was digging into this murder mystery, he found out that the couple owned a bakery. Oh, looking into the bakery, he discovered that their number one award winning recipe was for something called scotch cookies, which is made with molasses. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, mer- uh, Reddit they people. Make, they didn't make meat pie or anything, did they? No, mm-hmm. no. Okay, okay. Um, so anyway, the Reddit people started calling them murder cookies. So I'm my husband loves molasses cookies mm. and there's a really good cookie and that's made by dads here in St. Louis called Scotch Oatmeal Cookies that are like heaven. And I'm hoping they're going to be kind of like those cookies. But I want to try to make those to see if they're any good. Uh, People that have tried this recipe have said they're yummy. So just curious to try them out. Good to know. Well, you can put that in my little to-go bag. And you're going to make To-go bag too. Mm -hmm. And I also am going to try to make um, hot chocolate bombs. I've seen those. Those are like all the rage. Yeah. I got a question though. How do you I have lots of questions, but how do you get the ball? How do you do you make like a chocolate mold and then like 
melted together? Is well, I actually it? have molds. Yeah. And then hmm. of like the half spheres. Yeah. And then you take two spheres and then you take like a hot knife maybe or like a hot plate and then you dip the one of the spheres after it's like still frozen mm-hmm. and you kind of barely melt, melt it to make them to stick, stick together. them together yeah okay you put that in my bag too that'd be great okay i'm just gonna try it i don't know if it's gonna work but no, you know you I put like a little with the chocolate and then the you put a little bit of cocoa mix and then you put some uh-huh. marshmallows, marshmallows in it I bet it'd be fun to watch it explode. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. not explode, but it slowly melts or you can stir it. And yeah. We're going to try it. My daughters have been on a hot cocoa kick lately. Me so too. I just thought that would be kind of fun to do. Me too. And since my kitchen is already a disaster, why not just add more crap onto Might it? Might just do everything and then clean it. That's yeah. what I say. So I'm going to well, try that. That sounds exciting, Jen. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. it's. Huh. I'm probably not going to do half of that, but that's my plan. To at In least theory, it sounds great. Do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. But I'm excited about the murder cookies. So Good. Yeah, me too. All right. I guess we'll wrap up this episode, and then uh, you're up next with the big uh, number 10. And uh, until tomorrow, remember, lock your doors. Keep passing by those open windows. Uh, bye-bye. Love ya. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Cam. For more information about this episode, as well as all the sources I used, please check out our show notes or the podcast website at ourtruecrimepodcast.com. Our True Crime Podcast is developed and created by hosts Jen and Cam. Original music and audio mix of all our True Crime Podcast episodes is courtesy of Nico Vertese from We Talk of Dreams. Listener discretion is provided by Edward October from October Pod VHS. Our True Crime Podcast is executive produced by Nico Vertese and Dick Bain. Make sure to like and subscribe to Our True Crime Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. We can be reached on Instagram and Facebook at Our True Crime Podcast or on Twitter at Our True Crime Pod. You can email us at Our True Crime Podcast at gmail.com. If you really like the show, make sure to check out our Patreon at Our True Crime Podcast. Our True Crime Podcast is an OTC production. It's like those uh, things where you kind of put the, uh, like a coin or something in and then it goes either left or right and then it hits another pin and then it goes either left or right and you have to guess which one's on the bottom it goes to. But Hey, doesn't um, The Price is Right, don't they have a pachinko? Is it? Or it's is something it like Plinko. a pachinko. Yeah. Plinko? I don't know. Okay. Put that at the end and go, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Off to act. Yeah. So I know man, what you're talking about now. Good. I'm happy. They go. before you. Yeah. Look up a picture. I was kind of no, like, No, I wow, did. That's, that's what okay. made me that's realize that I've seen them before okay. at like estate sales. I mean, some of them okay. go for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I always like scribble and like doodle. Mm-hmm. While you talk, and so like mm-hmm. all my papers make me look like some kind of maniac or maniacal serial killer because I'm like putting sex shop mm-hmm. killers. Yeah. Put I her was, in the I freezer. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I repeat things. Yep, me it too. looks good. Now, though the government has been active in intervention to decrease the risk of suicide among vulnerable, pop, vulnerable. Did I say that right? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Right? Yeah. Vulnerable. No, I can't say it. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. I can't say it slowly. I know, right? Vulnerable. (sighs) 
and I hope everybody no, out there in I can't uh, that's talk listening is trying on to say a regular vulnerable. day. Like I can't talk on a regular day. What what do I what am I trying to do here? In Japan, nope. In Japan, <laughs> you know what it is. I'm trying to talk without moving my mouth a lot because if that sore hits my teeth, then it's like oh. it hurts. And so Camille that's has stress blisters in her mouth, so that's I do. why we have these problems. The last time I had these, well, minus uh, the STIs. Okay. Okay. I, I never mind. Whatever. Stress. I get. I get mouth sores when I'm stressed out. So whatever. Here we go. Aokigahara. Oh no! <laughs> Say that again. Do it again. Aokigahara. Aokigahara. Okinahara. Maybe, maybe Niku can just. I'll just talk, and when that word comes up, just put your. Put your, your thing <laughs> I just say Akinahara, the suicide, okay. or otherwise known as okay. suicide forest. Um, um, I can't even say what I was. Omnibus. Um, ominous. Ominous. Thank you. What the hell? I told you we can't talk. We I've can't got talk to dumb today. I'm sorry. Well, I, most <laughs> days I do it. I know most days, but today it's quite oppressive. It's going to have lots of bloopers on this one. Sorry, Nico.